The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, we are going to continue our series where a personality tells us about three books that have shaped and inspired them. And this week we have author and screenwriter Caroline Grace Cassidy, who's just about to publish her 11th book in October. So you have been exceptionally busy. I will get to your book in just a minute, but we will say, first of all, Caroline, good morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on. It's lovely to talk to you. Um, We'll get to your books in a minute, but obviously you have drawn inspiration from others and you might give us the first book. Um, that you have picked today? Yeah, so yeah, so three, it's so hard to pick, but obviously we try and narrow it down. So my first one that was just such an inspiring book is The Van by Roddy Doyle. And I think a lot of people are probably very familiar with the movie of The Van, which I think Stephen Furze, the director, has since admitted um, he didn't go as dark as Roddy wrote The Van. The Van is an exceptionally dark story. You know, it's a story about male friendship and alienation, you know, a man who's kind of lost his job, but within the job has lost everything. And, you know, I think there's a there's a gorgeous um, there's a gorgeous say people talk about the van. You know, it's like a tender tale of male friendship swimming in grease and stained in ketchup. You know, it's just it says it all. That's a nice image. Gorgeous image, isn't it? Um, So tell us a little bit about, I mean, in the book itself, how did it inspire you? So it just for me, it's all about characters. So, you know, so I have the van, I have the country girls and I have the accidental tourists. And within each of these books, those characters never left me. And I've read hundreds and hundreds of books, but it's how Roddy writes his characters. And it's actually especially how he writes his female characters. And funnily enough, within the van, you know, you think it's all about Jimmy Rabbit and about Bimbo and this, you know, van, a fish and chip van, but actually well, underneath... The, 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 the van is a prop, isn't it? I mean, that's that's effectively van, what know, it is. Completely, you know, completely it's a prop. But actually underneath it all, it's Maggie, who's Bimbo's wife, who comes up with the idea for these two men who are out of work and down on their luck and Jimmy Rabbit is sinking into, you know, a severe depression. But it's Maggie who's the brains behind it all. Like in a different life, Maggie could have been the CAO of Google, do you know what I mean? Like she's she's the one who got, who got it going. But you're quite right, you know, and... and just even to look at the van today, you know, in the, you know, the filter of post me too and third wave feminism, Jimmy Rabbit is a very problematic character. But that's why I love these books, because there's so much wrong with them and how they were written. But that was the world. And well, I, think was, yeah, I mean, so- it's important. It has to reflect the reality of, of the communities. You can't you, you can't whitewash what Dublin was like in the 80s. That's exactly it, you know, and because my daughter read it a while ago and she's like, oh, my God, he's such a perv. He's so disgusting. He's so creepy. And he is all those things, Jimmy Rabbit. But reading that when I was 20, I didn't see that. I just saw this kind of poor down on his luck, Asher, you know, the man who goes to the pub at the end of the night because he he only has enough money to buy the last round. You know, you felt sorry for Jimmy Rabbit. But when you look at him him now in this this era, there is a lot problematic. But, But still, it's the characters and it's how Roddy writes them so real and they just don't leave you. So that yeah. for me with the van and you know is just gorgeous. Let's move on to your second book, The Accidental Tourist novel by uh the, the novel by Ann Tyler. And now she sold 8 million books worldwide. So like obviously she managed to to tap into a particular vein. You know, she's just incredible. Yeah, 24 novels I think and is now in her 80s and still writing by the way, but I think for me with Anne, um she just has this quiet, observant way of writing and actually her parents were Quakers and she was brought up in a commune, so she would say herself all she could do was study people. And I think within the accidental tourist 
the way she, it's just a very, like all her characters are set in Baltimore. Everything is set in Baltimore in all her books and they're all about families. But within this one, you know, she takes a male character as her lead, this Macon Leary, Macon Leary, everyone's got different pronunciations of his name, but he's a travel writer who hates to travel and anything out of the ordinary, you know. So his guidebooks are called The Accidental Tourists, you know, so they're for businessmen who also hate to travel. But she writes this really, I mean, it, this book opens actually with a horrific murder of this couple's son. His son gets shot. And within the first three pages, you're like, Pfft. you're like, oh, my God. And then that's it. So it's kind of the unraveling of this man and his meeting of Muriel Pritchett. People are probably very familiar with the film because Gina Davis won the Oscar for Muriel Pritchett. But again, it's the characters and how she observes them so specifically. They're so well-rounded. And, you know, she's just one of these writers that this book is a masterclass in in, in writing a novel because it's so satisfying. Everything gets tied up with string. Everything, you know, ends really well. And it's just an observation of a man unraveling and how somebody who you wouldn't expect to save a person can come in and save. You know, the opposites attract is the whole theme of the accidental tourist. Mm. And, and, and there is comedy there. It's, it's not it, like it, it's falling apart um, in a kind of a funny way. Oh, so funny. You know, so the so Edgar is the dog in the accidental tourist who's actually a metaphor really for Macon because, you know, they can't control this dog. He's biting everybody and they won't even because so Macon has to get him housed when he goes off on his trips, but nobody will. So that's why we get Muriel Pritchett in and she's just really funny and really alive. So she's so she's so pink compared to his black. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just so polar opposites. And and the comedy within the dog and, and the training is, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. It's so well written. It's just fantastic. Uh, fast forward then to your third book, uh, Edna O'Brien's The Country Girls. Now, if we're talking about painting Ireland in a bad light in the 1980s, uh, this, this is a doozy <laughs> about 1950s rural Ireland, isn't it? This is a so yeah. So this is published in the sixties, and this changed the temperature of Irish literature completely. You know, I mean, Edna, you know, she's in her nineties now. You know, but she's still a tour de force. And by God, did she give two fingers to the patriarchy, to the church, to the state? And now in her nineties, she's given two fingers to death. But she's twenty four novels in and still doing it. And yeah, I mean, you know, I remember hearing about the country girls. I probably didn't read it until my late thirties, and expecting like to equivalize it now 50 shades of gray and it was nothing you know it was it was actually a simple story about two young girls who are kind of polar opposites growing up and experiencing life you know that's sort of what it is but yeah she was vilified and like the books were burned they were, ba- and- they were banned weren't they they were called indecent and obscene and banned by the clergy which would oh, in- I- like in- that is bound to have made them far more popular well, that's yeah, exactly like to try and do it that way. They're actually making because there was stories of women like hiding them and, you know, in, in Bibles and, you know, finding a way to read them. And like there was when you do go back and you can reread it now. And, the you know, it's it's as I say, it's a story about friendship. And, you know, one girl like Baba is very like alive and wants to have fun. And, and, and Kate is, you know, much more innocent and doesn't want to upset people. And but within within those two characters, they kind of push each other on. 
But, you know, she was, as you say, vilified. And she again, she was brought up, you know, in a house where books were, oh, my God, you know, as my granny used to tell my mother, a lazy housewife, you know, by reading a book, you make a lazy housewife. And that was the way she was brought up as well. So, you know, and then she really questioned what she'd written and go, my God, did I write something awful? But, you know, she was also obsessed with Joyce. And there's a funny paradox between them and, you know, as harsh as Ireland was on them and the negative experiences they felt from our country, they still write about it so beautifully. Yeah, and when you think about it, 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 it we continue to follow those stories because there's, there's this trilogy there, The Lonely Girl and Girls and Their Married Bliss. So, I mean, if she was, if she was saying she might have been put off, it didn't really follow through because she she depicted what I'd imagine girls in the 1950s wanted their life to be as opposed to what their life actually was. Oh, I mean, totally. You know, I mean, there's the scene when they when they do, you know, because obviously they're in the west of Ireland and they go to Dublin on the train and they're trying to find the smoking carriage. And like reading that, you're asking me like why, you know, those books that that scene never left me because I could sense and taste the freedom of Kate and Baba on that train going to Dublin and, you know, going to bars and dances and just the excitement of getting out wild, of, you know, wild small. stuff altogether. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, completely mild, you know. I mean, when you do look back at it, there's there's a, a kiss and I think they ran around in their knickers once. But, you know, like compared to today, my God, it's, you'd give it to a 12-year-old. Yeah, I think uh, Edna, I'm sure, would write a good story about life in uh, modern Dublin as well. Um, out of the three of them, could you pick one? Oh, Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, you know, the one I go back to read all the time, probably because I'm from Dublin as well. And my granny was from Ring's End and I get the character so well is the van. You know, I just I just it's just an incredible piece of writing. And it was like it was shortlisted for the booker as well, I think, as well. But it's just yeah, it's and it's I think it's something you can pick up and just get lost in very quickly. And, and I love that when I'm kind of creatively a bit stuck as as much as I love the other two, they're bigger books and there's more to them. And this just, you know, it flies in your head and it kind of opens up your creative juices, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, and if you're talking about films as well, like it was a brilliant film. Colin Meaney uh, and his portrayal uh, of Larry was was just fabulous. Uh, Don Kelly uh, as Bimbo. I mean, it, it, it introduced literature. The van introduced literature to a whole new generation because they saw the film... And then yeah. they went back and read the book. And I think that that's the power of what Roddy Doyle's writing. Uh, one listener has texted in here to say uh, The Accidental Tourist is a brilliant novel. So much heartbreak amongst the humour. The novel shows the pain much more than the film, but the film is great too, Kate. Uh, tell us a little bit about your book, your 11th book. You are now a, I, I now declare you on National Radio, a prolific writer. Uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about what's coming out in October, Grace. Caroline. Just writing that down. Quote on cover of <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> Uh, oh God! Thanks very much. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the new one—it's uh, this is a trilogy actually. So it's a, the series is the Lexi Burns series that I've been writing. So the new one comes out in October called "Is It Love?" Actually, for Lexi Byrne, the last of them. So of that one, yes. Yeah, so it's it's great. You know, I'm very privileged to do what I do, and I love to do what I do. So it's um it's my books are stories. Like I don't even kind of put them into you know sort of categories. I just write stories that seem to resonate with people and. They're a bit of fun and they're a bit of escapism. And uh, yes, the Lexi Burns series has been very successful for me. Are you closing the chapter on Lexi now? Is there, is there a, I know you say it's a trilogy, but is, is there an ending? There is. Yes, there is. That it's, uh, she, I'm sending her packing, Jonathan. <laughs> <So> this, this, <laughs> well, we'll find 
we will wait with interest to see what happens. Uh, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. Caroline Grace Cassidy, uh, author of the Lexi Byrne trilogy, amongst others, prolific writer. Uh, thanks very much for sharing us your favourite books. Three good ones there as well. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.